Welcome to Reentry Stories, a new podcast from WISO. I'm Mary Evans. Every week we feature conversations between people who were once in prison. When we return to the community, we often have trouble finding jobs, housing, education, and mental health services. Every year in Ohio, more than 22,000 people are released from prison, 1,500 in Montgomery County alone. All the people in our series have taken part in either Sinclair Community College's Advanced Job Training Program or the Dayton Collaboratory's X-Factor Initiative. Today we meet Keon Jackson and his wife Nikita. They met while Keon was in prison and Nikita was a student at Central State University. Keon went through the prison training program at Sinclair and now works as a service technician and a writer. His wife Nikita is a social worker who sometimes works with the Ohio Department of Rehabilitation and Corrections, or ODRC, and together they've started a business of their own. I interviewed Keon and Nikita to learn what male returned citizens face and what a difference a support person can make in the reintegration process. Could you please tell me your name and what your career is right now? I'm Keon Jackson. I'm currently uh, working as a service technician for a durable medical equipment company. I'm a new business owner of a cleaning company called Ohio Bride and Broom Cleaning Crew, along with my wife. We just started it just roughly a month ago, and things are going pretty well. And I'm also an um, upcoming author, planning to make a major book announcement this month. So you're incarcerated for a lengthy part of time, getting ready to transition down to where you were able to start your education while you were five years from the board. Can you kind of like take me through that process of how it was when you waited to be able to be eligible to enroll in Sinclair and then like the processes that you went through while you were enrolled in Sinclair? Yeah, it was tough for me initially going in uh, with a 16-year, nine-month sentence and you have to be down to five years to attend college. During that time of waiting to be able to go to college, I couldn't just sit on my hands and let the grass grow under my feet. So I began um, educating myself. I began my own studies, taking advantage of uh, interlibrary book loans. If uh, someone had $100 for me of support, I might spend 40 of those on books and spend the rest on commissary and phone. Uh, and I, I began um, authoring manuscripts. So by the time I was able to go to college, those creative juices were already flowing, synapses are already popping. So when I attended Sinclair, they helped me uh, improve upon my own ideas and also empower me with the wisdom of the uh, experts in their respective fields. Getting ready to leave, what kind of resources did ODRC offer you or was you someone that had to take initiative and pretty much find your own resources and kind of like network from the inside out? As far as my uh, residency upon my release, actually there was this guy that my mother knew in Columbus named Benjamin. She came across him and he, she told him what it was he was doing, which was uh, being a co-founder of a transitional home through a faith-based ministry. She told him, oh, my son might be interested in that because it was for people who were returning to society from prison. This was four years prior to my release, and I knew I didn't want to go back to my hometown of Hamilton. So with just my gate pay and with a couple folders I had on my release date, I had got accepted into the Covenant House, and I stayed there for four months until my, um, who is now my wife, we reconnected. You mentioned your wife. Your guys' story is awesome and amazing. So you are a student at Central State, and there's someone that's reaching out to you from inside. So what was your initial feelings and thoughts about that? Were you kind of nervous, scared, or 
All right. So um, it wasn't a nervous situation because um, we knew each other's family. We didn't really know each other. My family belongs to a gospel quartet group. And we was actually, um, we went into a service there. So my pastor was ministering there. And we went in as the praise and worship team at Warren Correctional. So that's where we actually first laid eyes on one another. So I wasn't scared, but I was a little bit leery when he called me because I wanted to make sure I wasn't being like exploited. The first thing I thought was like, okay, you need money. And I was like, okay, I'm a college student. So I just kind of put everything out. You know, when we first met, you know, all the things that I didn't have so that he wouldn't ask. But then he really just wanted my support. And I, I realized that um, even to this day, like most people that's incarcerated, sometimes they just need a support person, someone to talk to, um, someone to like normalize them. And so that's pretty much how our relationship came about. And then it just kind of flowed into something else. But it did end, you know, while he was incarcerated still. But, you know, it brought us back full circle to where we at today. Um, you had mentioned that you had your master's in social work. And I'm sure that you and Keon's had several conversations about process of a case manager and that all that stuff that goes on. Have you ever thought about maybe essentially going into that field? So I work a little bit, um, not directly with LDRC, but I have had some connections um, in working with LDRC in the past. And um, I did think at one moment um, I wanted to look into maybe um, being a case manager because, you know, being connected to Keon, it's like we learn about some of the things that a lot of the inmates aren't um, getting. Um, and then and me as being a social worker and knowing the different roles, I understand that some of the things that they should be getting, some of the resources, like you asked him, how was he prepared coming home? But I just felt like um, he did all the legwork on his own. He did a lot of networking for himself. So when he came home, if it wasn't for his mom and making the connections, as far as like the resources, he he wouldn't have those resources because it wasn't afforded to him. Um, So that's some of the things I think that should be incorporated, should be more people delivering and giving more resources, supportive services, links that actually work. You know, so I do think that's, that should be given. So 16 years, nine months, did you feel like it was going to be an issue for you to re-enter after being locked up? so long? Was you kind of hesitant about that process or did you have to seek any kind of counseling or anything when you were released? No, that's one of the ironic things that my wife identified in me that I didn't fit the mold of what's commonly expected of someone who served that much time. I love that you had someone like that to be in your corner as you return. And I'm just glad that you're showing people, yeah, I did this, but this is what I'm also doing. I mean, you're doing more than what some of these people have went to school and have worked years for. Where do you see yourself in like five years with the Ohio uh, Bride and Broom Company and just everything else? Or do you have like another idea that you're going to you're gonna have another incubator or startup coming or anything on the let us know. My ultimate ambition, of course, lies in me being um, a best-selling author, which I've had to be patient with because I had 19 book manuscripts uh, upon my release. And when I came home, I was I planned on just hurrying out and pumping out one book. But I went in and changed one chapter and it turned into a manuscript itself. So it's going to turn it into a series because I'm going to put it out lineally in five years. I want Ohio Bride and Broom Cleaning Crew to be, you know, a household name in Ohio with pristine image, reputation, high quality customer service. One thing you touched on, which I'm grateful for, even though it was kind of bittersweet in the beginning, as far as uh, not being able to uh, attend college those first 12 years of my incarceration, I think I would have been more like my wife. And I went to college for a year prior to me um, getting incarcerated. So I would have been along the same lines of not thinking like what they say is outside the box. I know that term is like waxed in lately, but I wouldn't have thought outside the box had not I had those 12 years to sit and be creative and let these ideas and bubbles just keep popping and popping. I would have just been restricted to learning what school had to offer, which nothing's wrong with that. But I don't think I would have tapped into that force that was within and my talents and 
the things that I was good at that school could help me improve upon. Five years, we'd probably be proud parents, I'm pretty sure. Twins run in her family. Everyone has twins. So at this point, I did 16 years. Quadruplets wouldn't be out of the question. I'm not praying for that, but... So with your guys' business and the property rentals and stuff, are you going to try to um, be like an agency and give access to people that are returned citizens as well? Yeah. Um, the thing is with us, as opposed to a lot of people who automatically... I'm using that term a lot, window, shut that window as soon as they see that tag. Anyone who qualifies for uh, what we have to offer, they won't necessarily be uh, barred from, you know, what we have. I wouldn't be true to who I am if that were the case. You know, some of the best talented people I know are behind bars. The best basketball players, the best authors, singers, you know, I know there's writers that are 10 times as good as me and I feel like I embody some of that when I with me out here and now I'm not going to be like this is strictly for them because then it's going to be like hey I'm over here you know I'm not someone who either way it's going to be they're going to be equal if you're qualified you know you stand a chance of what we have to offer whether it's residency or um, employment opportunity. Well, I just want to say thank you Keita and thank you Keon for letting me in your home and doing this interview and I wish you all well I can't wait to see what um, you do next. That was returned citizen Keon Jackson and his wife, Nikita Jackson. Keon is publishing the first of three novels in 2020. I'm Mary Evans, producer of Reentry Stories. This series is a collaboration between WISO, Sinclair Community College, and the Dayton Collaboratory. Funding support comes from Sinclair and the Eichelberger Center for Community Voices. Our theme music is Poddington Bear. To hear more reentry stories, subscribe to our podcast at WISO.org or on your favorite podcast app.